there, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, oh, yes. Just a quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program. Let's get into it. Question for you right away. Okay. Last week was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Did you take your own food to Louisiana? Uh, some of it. <laughs> I brought my favorite um, pesto mm-hmm. from Trader Joe's because it is, I honestly don't know why all pesto is not made this way because it is delicious. It's kale and cashew. That sounds pretty good. And it's it tastes like pesto. And I knew that there's no Trader Joe's where I was going. So I had to bring that. And I brought um, my own hummus because I'm a hummus snob. Do you make your own hummus? No, I used to. But then I found um, hummus that was just as good as what I made. I was like, well, I'm not going to go through making it if I can just buy it. You already made it for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did. And then I brought my own Ezekiel bread. I like Ezekiel bread. Me too. Pretty good. And my own coffee creamer. All right. So just a few things. Just a few. I just needed to know. (laughs) Um, Over the Thanksgiving break, my cat got lost again. So my cat got kidnapped once. Have I told you a kidnapping story? No. (laughs) My cat is super, super friendly, like really ridiculously friendly. And uh, he has a friend who's an armadillo down the street. They go out and play at night, which is fun. All the people on my street, like when they meet me, they're like, oh, you go Linus is yours like, <laughs> like the cat's way more popular than any of the humans in my house a hundred percent so the cat um had walked down to a restaurant down the street from the house one day mm-hmm. and he's nosing up on everybody and he's super friendly and a woman picks him up and posts him on like the neighborhood watch page <gasps> like hey somebody's missing their cat he had slipped his collar okay um so she's like somebody's missing their cat you know um anybody know whose cat this is and a woman claimed him what a woman claimed him (gasps) and so this woman this this nice woman who was trying to help took my cat to the woman who said that it was her cat the fake lady the fake lady and the lady looked at the cat and knew that her cat had been missing for a year and didn't look like mine (laughs) santa saw that Santa saw that. And Jesus. She's in trouble. And Jesus. Everybody who counts. <laughs> Everybody keeping score. Saw her kidnap my cat. So anyways, my cat's missing. I'm upset. One of my friends says, I saw a cat that looks like yours on the neighborhood page. So I text the woman who had found him. And I said, I think you have my cat. And she says, no, no, I took that cat to its owner. Mm-mm. And I said, Oh, I guess I guess I must have it wrong. And so she texts me. She's like, here are the four pictures I have of this cat. And I'm like, that is 100% my microchipped cat. Oh, like, this is my cat. The plot thickens. So she tells me where the cat is. And I go to the house. And I pound on the door. <laughs> and the woman answers the door. She got a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. And she's, you know, just surly. And there's like a hundred. So the porch has like... 30 or 40 <gasps> birds are on the porch, like oh, in okay. cages, like in cages. Ooh. Yeah, like bird cages on the porch. And then inside, there's a couple dogs and there's a couple cats and there's whatever. And my cat is in a cardboard box hiding in the corner. 
and she says, oh, I knew it wasn't my cat, but when it got here, I just figured that I would name it like my old one and just and just leave him, just leave him here and see how it went. Oh. I'm like, my children and I want our cat back. And I got him and I curled him up in my arms and he was so happy. He's like, she rescued me. She saved me. And I stomped out of there. Oh, my gosh. And so I went and rescued my cat. So my cat was missing again um, the other day and I didn't, I didn't even know it. I wasn't home. And um, somebody again had... He friendlyed up to someone uh, at a neighborhood business, a different business, and they took him to the vet's office. <laughs> and the vet scanned his microchip, mm-hmm. and they called me. And you know, it went it went to plan. He didn't he didn't get kidnapped this time. It went off how it was supposed to. Um, that same day, yeah, I had written an article about my cats. Mm-hmm. I told you about the vegan magazine, right? Mm-hmm. The vegan magazine had printed two articles about my cats, and they had chosen them as a feature for the whole platform. And they Mm -hmm. went out to millions of people. Oh, cool. And my cats went viral. (laughs) Like, I had thousands and thousands and thousands of likes and comments and, you know, emails and, like, whatever. Like, it was crazy. So I gave my cat an Instagram account. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like his life is perhaps more interesting than mine. So I figured a cat named Linus needed an Instagram account. I had a traveling cat. A traveling cat? Yeah, we had a cat named McVicker, who Ooh, um, he came, became our cat when he jumped in our car. When you talk about like your cat, like cozying up to somebody mm-hmm. and going home. Well, McVicker jumped in our car in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And um, somehow we did not notice there was a cat in the car until we were like to Iowa. Nuh-uh. And it was like, there's a cat in here. I guess this is our cat now. And so we named him McVicker, um, which after the name of the street that we found that we got him on like we knew where he came in mm-hmm. to the house into the car because we were we were cleaning out um my great uncle's house after he had passed away my cats would totally jump in someone's car yeah so he came home with us mm-hmm. and he was our cat for a while and then he um one one year um at a halloween party like we had a we lived on a cul-de-sac and there was a halloween party at somebody's house in the cul-de-sac and we were all hanging out and he jumped in somebody else's car and we never saw him again Oh, my goodness. Yeah, traveling cat. My parents used to have a cat that, uh, have you ever seen the movie The Green Mile? Oh, no. Okay, so there's this little mouse in there that doesn't age. He lives forever, Mm -hmm. right? He never dies. And I think that their cat was this. And their cat had to disappear after they'd had her for like 13 or 14 years because she was still a kitten. She never grew. She never Mm. grew up. She was teeny, teeny, tiny. And I think that she knew that we were on to her. <laughs> and she had to go. Like, I honestly believe this cat is out there somewhere being a kitten for someone yeah. else for 13 years. Yeah, she's out there. And then hmm. she's going to go find a new family. Interesting. Mm-hmm. She's going to live forever. Um, I want to talk about, oh, two more things before the grab bag. Okay. Two more things. One of them I want to talk about is a silly human thing. You told yeah. me you had a segment idea to do silly humans. Mm-hmm. And um, here's... A silly human thing that we do, and I want to know how you feel about it. Okay. The elf on the shelf. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking about, I was looking on Facebook today at what people's elves were doing, and I was thinking, thank God we don't have to do the elf. And then <laughs> I, I resisted the elf for so long. And then my husband came home, and he had the elf. And I was like, just so you know, that's oh. on you. He's I'm in not so much trouble. Yeah. This like, year, I'm not your first doing year with that. An elf? No, it was a couple of years ago. Okay. 
And I told him, I was like, I have nothing to do with that elf. I am not doing that. And he's like, it's, he, I'm going to do it. not my pet. Right. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's your project. And he's like, oh, it's going to be great. And he was, he's great elf dad. Like he'll, he'll, he came up with all the scenarios and our elf wasn't super shenanigans. I mean, he mm-hmm. was pretty, pretty tame. Your elf doesn't do drugs. Like you don't find. No, we've that. never done any have of that. Have you seen them? Yes. Online? They're so funny. These elves with their Barbie hookers and stuff. Yes. They're, they're funny. I saw one yeah. this morning where the elf was in the crock pot. That was my friend. Yes. I think. And they had their clothes up on the line. Yes. And I replied to her. <laughs> it's adorable. I, I actually replied on her post and I said, no, <laughs> you don't do things this cute because then they expect things this cute. I'm like, well, this yeah. is unacceptable. I like to see what other people are doing with their elf. But our elf for the, for this year, our elf is still in his box. He has not. He has not been released. Your elf goes back to his box. Yeah, I tried to get rid no, of that elf every year. Our elf flies year. to the south, I mean, not the South Pole. The other <laughs> not one. the South Pole. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> he flies to the North Pole and he stays there. Well, two, oh. we have two elves. We have Alfred and Sprinkles. We have our elf. I can't remember what our elf's name is. That's how bad of an elf mom I am. Um, but he he goes in his box. I make no, I, I do not sh- sugarcoat <laughs> the elf at all. I have made it clear that I don't do the elf. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I wanted to get your feelings on the elf on the shelf and what yours does, but apparently you have no interaction with him. So, oh, But he's the not a drug I, addict, so he, that's good. I don't know. He could be. I don't know. I never have interact you, with you the elf. You haven't found him laying in a pool of no sugar blow? No. <laughs> no. Some people have. One time he was hanging from the ceiling fan. That's as crazy as he gets. That's as crazy as he gets. Yeah. Got it. Um... I have engaged in a new love affair. Oh. With Chinette. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason that I'm excited about this, well, here here's the story. I wrote I wrote a piece a while back and Chinette sent me a box of Chinette products because mm-hmm. they said we know you like organization and you like ease, mm-hmm. you know, based mm-hmm. on reading your article and so we are sending you a box of treats. And I'm like, cool. I like mm-hmm. a box of treats, right? Then I had not heard from China in a long time, and they sent me a Christmas box. And it was beautiful. Like, it's a red box with, like, poinsettias on it. It's it's super pretty. And they sent me all sorts of good treats. Cool. And a nice little note, a little Mm -hmm. Christmas card about, you know, they knew that my meatballs and mocktails party went well. (laughs) And so they wanted to send me more things. And the reason this is so exciting is not just because I got a box of Chinette, but because a friend of mine called me and said, you know that's how Rachel Hollis got started, right? Ooh. And I said, China? And she said, <laughs> no, Eggland's best. Mm-hmm. She's, she, I guess Rachel Hollis loved the Eggland's best. Mm-hmm. And she wrote about them and she wrote about their eggs and she wrote recipes and whatever. And I mean, everybody knows who Rachel Hollis is now, right? Mm-hmm. I assume that you hate her, right? Because you think she's ripping you off. Like you. Um, okay, <laughs> like, this, is, this is a true confession. <laughs> I thought she was dead. Did. <laughs> I must have her mixed up with somebody you else. You have her mixed up with somebody else. This is the girl, wash your face girl. Oh, her. Yes. Oh, yes. Every uh, time I see her books, I'm like, ah, whatever. Whatever. I, it's yeah. okay, me too, a little bit. But I really hope that China is Rachel Hollising me. <laughs> I hope so too. That would be fun. That would be great. I'll never It'll think be good of your for dad. our podcast too. So that's good. <laughs> I honestly, I have her um, mistaken with somebody else. But now that you tell me the name of her books, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyways, yeah, that's my love affair with China, and it makes me really happy. And let's hope that they're Rachel Hollising me. And I talked about him on the air. They're like, yay, China, you, you did it. This is the beginning. <laughs> this is the beginning. Yeah, yeah you're going to come in next time. You're going to have Chinette on your shirt. You're going to be like a race car driver. I'm just really proud of myself that I didn't eliminate anyone. Pretty much every show that we do, I tell you how much I hate something, and then know that that company will never sponsor us. Right, so yeah. So today, we've done the opposite, which is great. We're making progress at this podcast thing. Yeah, we are. We're, we're learning every day. Um, all right, I'm ready for the grab bag, and I'm going to tell you, we have not breached this topic on or off the mic before. Ooh. I don't know if this is a topic that you are comfortable talking about. We'll find out. <laughs> I guess we'll find out because we're going to talk about it. Okay. You know what we're going to talk about, Heather? Let's talk about sex. Ooh. Yeah. Let's talk about Let's sex, baby. baby. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about you and me. So the reason that I chose this topic... Can I interrupt you for one second? Of course. It was Rachel Held Evans. <laughs> that you were thinking I just, of? I just looked it up. Yes. Um, she Another did pass Rachel away. H. Well, yes. And she, Who's she? Um, well, she was a, she's a writer um, and blogger, um, a Christian writer and blogger okay. who was just, just another person who just had big ideas and she said really wonderful things. And she was a real thought leader for a lot of people and her, her death was really traumatic. Um, but but she's not the person you were talking about. So she's anyway, not it. Let's go back to talking. Way about to sex. way to kill the mood on my sex <laughs> conversation. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> so the reason that this topic came up is because sometimes I get into what I consider to be mean mommy mode. Yeah, mean mommy mode. Like I just like my kids aren't really acting particularly different than they normally do, but mm -hmm. it's bothering me more. Okay. And it normally does. Yeah. And sometimes I try to think about why. What is it within me mm -hmm. that is allowing it to bother me? Hmm. And often, yeah. if I hit mean mommy mode, it's because I'm not getting laid enough. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Like sex is very important to me. Mm -hmm. It is an endorphin release. It is a hormonal thing. It mm -hmm. is a whatever. And I am less pleasant when yeah. I'm undersexed. <laughs> okay. So which category are you today? I am undersexed currently. Good to know. Yes. Good. Thank you for the warning. Um, yeah. And it's not great to be undersexed. <laughs> so when you say enough, what's enough? Um, well, that's, I want to talk about that today. I want to talk okay. about sex versus intimacy mm, as well. Oh, yeah. Because sex is very important. But intimacy is even more important. Yeah. I need a lot of hand-holding, a lot of touching, a lot of, you know, back rub and right. like, you know, whatever. So... I am under all of these things right now. Like okay. I haven't had an opportunity to connect with the person that I've been seeing mm -hmm. recently. And when we have, it's been like we're at an event right, or we're like yeah. whatever. And it's, I mean, you're no alone gonna, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, did you ever see the study with the monkeys and they did, so the monkey babies, mm -hmm. they give them the choice of like a stark you know, kind of metal thing that has food. Okay. Or like a mock-up cuddly. Yes. You know, like I have fake seen that. mommy. Mm -hmm. And they pick the fake mommy. Of course. Because human touch. Yes. Or, or I guess other monkey touch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is, right. Yeah. Is important. You know, it's yes. very, very important. And so that's what I wanted to kind of talk about today. I want to get yeah. into the importance of that and how couples balance that, how frequently couples do that, you mm -hmm. know, and the different ways that it can look. You know, I want to talk about 
um, you know, making love versus getting down and dirty, you mm-hmm. know, and when you need each of those things. Mm-hmm. So let's just get into it today, right? That's what we're supposed to do That's here. What we, well, yeah, and you know, it's actually one of my favorite topics because it's something that I'm so curious about with other people, mm. you know, because, well, because I, I'm always just curious about how other people live and what they do and, and why. Um, and it's something that a lot of people don't either don't want to talk about right. or they don't feel like they should talk about right. it, even if they want mm-hmm. to. But I, I, and I think it's so important, especially when you get into like, I mean, this can be a source of divorce. This can be for like sure. Mismatched sex drives are like what was a major thing in my marriage, you know? Well, um, you know, I had this conversation with um, with a friend recently about the concept of waiting until marriage to have sex. Nonsense. And, you know, like <laughs> what the, my first question is. When I hear about somebody who has said, I'm waiting until marriage, whether it's their first marriage or or not, like they may have already been married and now they've considered themselves like like They're resetting yeah, themselves mm-hmm. and yeah, until- going through this period where now I'm going to do this. And my first question is always, well, what counts as sex? Mm-hmm. Like, do you go before you're like, nope, I'm out? Right. Like, because that exact difference between sex and intimacy right you know there's a lot of things that you can do before it's actually sex right so i'm always curious to know well tell me about that like what what's allowed and where do you draw the line Mm -hmm. and so far i haven't gotten a good answer (laughs) (laughs) how often do you think that couples have sex i did look at google i know oh gosh okay i know what google says the answer okay well okay so there's so how many times a year do you think a couple has sex Oh gosh! Well, I don't know. A year? I was gonna go by by the week. All right. I would say like three or four times. Three or four times a week. I think that that would be amazing. <laughs> that I think I that's always about my level. Like three? No, not three. Like four to eight. Eight? <laughs> yeah. Four a to week? eight times a week. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> would be about about where I'm at. Um. 54 times a year is what the average couple does. Okay, so, about so like once, once a, week. a week. About once a week, yeah. Yeah, that's probably average, you know. I, yeah, I'm not surprised they, by that. That's what they kind of say. Now, I know people who have been an entire year and not had sex in their relationship. Yeah. Um, and that's okay if it's okay with both of you. I think so. But when it's only okay with one of you yeah that could be a problem it's a big big problem yeah sex drive so i think that sex is something that women are more open talking about than men these days probably yeah you think so yeah why do you think that is do you think it's because our president grabbed her by the pussy? Like, like, wh- why? What do you think it is? I don't. Which is well, such a gross word. I, don't I like really that I don't it. like that uh, word. Uh, sorry. I really, yeah. Sorry, every everyone. time somebody, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and every, every time somebody makes a reference to that, I just like, ugh. Can we think of a different word? Um, well, I mean, there's plenty of other words, but I don't, <laughs> none of them don't are need to talk about either. them at all. <laughs> I don't. I think there's a lot of reasons why women are more open to talking about sex than men are. If that is a correct perception on our part, I think that I don't know what men talk about when women aren't around because I've True. never. Maybe women are more likely to sit down in front of microphones on a podcast and talk about it. Maybe men are more private. 
you know, I can only go based on my um, perceptions and assumptions, but I would like to think that men have a level of friendship where they can talk with each other about what's going on with them in their relationships. I'd like to think that they have that because women, women often do. do. Yes. I mm-hmm. don't know what men talk about when they're when I'm not there. And I but part of my brain assumes that men might be like posturing for each other and they want to create the image that everything is everybody's really super happy with how things are going. Mm-hmm. And so they don't talk about it yeah. or they amplify. I don't know. I know women who do that too, though. Who Oh, our life is great. We are Well, fine. yeah, look at Facebook. I saw a woman. Well, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to. I saw a woman who posted a photo that was like so positioned and so mm-hmm. perfect and so whatever. And she's got the little leg pop and her oh, ass yeah. is high and tight. And she, I mean, she looks super, super skinny, like almost frail. And she captioned it. I'm going to slightly modify it. Um, four pound turkey gain worth it. <laughs> I have no words for what. Like, I wanted to reply, like, do you want to have friends? Because, like, like, are you just, like, I wanted to reply with just a man with a fishing pole, just putting well, it out yes. there and trying to reel it in. Because, you know, oh, no, girl, you look great. That's like, exactly like, it. Don't do that. You know, Don't do that. Why don't you say instead... I ate some turkey and I still look fly, bitches. You know, like, I'm so happy with myself. I don't need you to tell me that my ass looks great after I ate turkey. You know, I a friend of mine sent a picture to me um, and she said, I really want to post this picture, um, but I don't want people to think that I'm just asking, like, looking for compliments. And that is a real thing, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes I know that I have put something online and then like being kind of self-deprecating and then people are giving me compliments and it's like, no, no, no. no, I, no. I was telling a joke. Like uh-huh. I'm not. Yeah. But then there are other times where it's like, I think, you know, yeah, I'm looking for compliments. Everybody tell me how great this is. You right. know? Like every <laughs> once in a while you get a really good picture and mm-hmm. it's like everybody needs to see this because I took a good picture today. Yeah. And then it's like, sure. Yes. Please post your, com- your compliment below. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it is so strange, though, like that we we are supposed to be talking about sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, but that is a sexualized image it that is. you put yeah. of yourself mm-hmm. and then relate it to something that doesn't have anything to do with what you're mm-hmm. what you're posting. My current Facebook cover photo is me looking fantastic in a white swimsuit. Like I'm all oiled up. I love I'm that picture. On the beach, like. And I love it too because it's really it's funny to me. It is sexy. Like I'm not gonna lie, it is sexy. It's, I look hot. Um, but it's also funny to me because of the moment that we were in. We mm-hmm. were like like going around, stalking around one another, taking these photos in the sand. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a hundred of them, and we're tossing our heads and we're mm-hmm. being dumb. And it's like, look, we're like an Instagram model. We're like <laughs> so cute, you know what I mean? And I think that it's really funny. And I also think that it's a really attractive picture. And so I made it my cover. Well, I don't care. You know, I saw that picture and I thought, oh, that is so Chrissy because (laughs) it because it's fun. And also because 
Because I'm funny and sexy. Thanks, Heather. I'm trying to think (laughs) of... Talk about fishing for compliments. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm trying to think of the words that I want to use because it's it's a funny picture. And I think that it's... It it shows something that a lot of women who are going to post a picture of themselves in their swimsuit, it would be a superposed you know, strategically done photo that makes them look really great. And it's clearly a picture of you having fun and having a great time at the beach. I'm glad that you see that. Yeah. And and that's why I felt like it was so Chrissy because it was like, thank you. Just living in the moment, which is how I think of you. So if you have a mismatched sex drive, like super, super unmatched, mm-hmm. should you get divorced? No. No? I don't think so. What should you do? I, well... I think the first thing you would, well, okay, let me think. What would I do? Like the first thing that. You have super intense intimacy issues. You don't ever touch each other. Oh, well, that's kind of a different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a different, that's different category. Like if I'm thinking about one person is mildly unsatisfied with whether it's like just how the intimacy is mm-hmm. and like one person wants more and the other person isn't into it and you've got this mismatch but it's not like relationship ending mismatch it's like needing to have a conversation about what's what's going on is there is there a barrier is this is there something we need to talk about because that can be fixed should one person always have to be at least slightly dissatisfied because the other person you know cuz no one you can't align the two. So if if I am forcing you into more sex than you want, it's just technically rape, I guess, you know, it's not actually cool. Um, so if I'm making you have sex more than what feels good to you, then you're dissatisfied and you're unhappy. Well, yeah. And if you are not showing, if you are not giving me what I need... Well, I think that's why it's really important to 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 really understand each other's sexual languages before you commit to marriage. Mm -hmm. Because if now, since I just said that, of course, hormones change over time. Mm -hmm. You know, I've definitely been through times of my life where I was, you know, my hormonal levels were different and how I felt about sex was different Mm -hmm. at those times. And. You, I think it's also kind of like having like a clinical depression where you can you can be in a depressive state and recognize that you would like to feel differently but still not be able to. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can be that way with your libido as well. You can appreciate that it would be better if it was different but still not be able to make it different. Mm-hmm. And I think that as long as both people are committed to each other as people, you can resolve sexual if- differences. But I wouldn't want so many want creative somebody, ways to resolve. Yes, it. like, but I wouldn't want anybody to feel like they have to have sex when it's it could be it could be uncomfortable, it could be repulsive, it mm-hmm. could make them feel as if they're they're being raped. Mm-hmm. You know, if if they're feeling like they have to do this, mm-hmm. that's a that would just a horrible feeling, and I wouldn't wish See, that on anybody. And I mean, along those lines, slightly different. I think that sometimes a person with a low sex drive, like they just hate knowing that they're not satisfying their partner. They yeah. they hate knowing that, you know, like I I can't give you that, you mm-hmm. know? 
And then you get into a lot of really creative things. Because we've decided, we've talked about this before, that this one person that we've chosen is mm -hmm. supposed to do all of the things for Are us. they? They're so, I don't know. I mean, Are could, they? I could imagine a scenario where you know, you've got two people in a relationship. One person's sex drive or need is is higher than what the other person feels that they can provide maybe there's an arrangement. I think that that happens a lot, that there's an arrangement. I think that then we've gone outside the realm of sex, though, and we're also into that intimacy and that emotional connection because a lot of times these things go hand in yeah. hand. So if you're going outside of your relationship to have your sexual needs fulfilled, how does that creep and mingle into other things and other needs and I think other that's connections? A slippery slope. Mm -hmm. I know I would not be okay with that. I would never be okay with my partner. No. Being elsewhere. No, I wouldn't. And I would, I would not be okay with a partner who was okay with me being elsewhere. Right. I would not feel like you loved me enough if you were willing to let me go elsewhere. Well, I feel like in a marriage, sex is important, but it's not the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And there are so many ways that you can get sex sexual gratification that you can take care of that frustration feeling. But that doesn't necessarily mean that your intimacy needs are met. Intimacy can be so much more. Yes, so and, much more than sex. And I think that that's more important. I think that people will classify a problem in their marriage as a sex problem when it is truly an intimacy problem. I think so. Yeah. I think that like nobody says like like uh you know we don't really hold hands or we don't really matter. we say we we don't have sex, you know what I mean? Or I'm not comfortable like it, it's a even a communication problem. I'm not comfortable sharing certain parts of myself with you. Mm -hmm. You know, and I for me, emotional intimacy is very, very important, mm -hmm. you know, like, and physical intimacy is tied to that. Like these things go together. I want you to hold me and I want, you know, I mm -hmm. want like, I want that closeness with you. Uh, I want you to pet my hair, you know, while we talk about yeah. whatever, like those are, those are the things that matter to me. You Do know? you think that it is different on the average between the genders? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I like I I don't feel qualified to answer that question. Well, I used to. I used to think, I mean, I've never felt like I was qualified to answer it, but I used to think that that there were relatively um predictable differences between how genders viewed sex and that men were more likely to view sex as a physical thing that people do and that women we're more likely to connect it to emotional connection. Maybe. And now since I've had more life experiences, I've changed that viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And I, I just... it can be both. Yeah, and, I just think it really it's not that person. black and white. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's people that I've been with and I'm like, yeah, this is just sex. Like, let's just, you know, this is this is the function here. I don't, like... You don't want to connect to talk on to any you. other level. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Right. Let's just get here and get this done and move on with our day. And then there are people that I'm super emotionally connected with, you know, that I don't want to have sex with. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think that it's really special and really rare. And that's what all of us are looking for, I think, is, you know, that person that you have that 
beautiful emotional connection with and you're physically compatible and and you know i think that's what that's what we consider in some ways love or yeah to be yeah i think though that you have to be open to those all of that being a living thing and Mm -hmm. knowing that you may have been sexually compatible you know, in your 20s and then in your 30s, things change. And then in your 40s, you come back together. And then mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen in the future. But I think that intimate, intimacy piece has to hold through all of it. Exactly. You know, it, has exactly. To, it has to be that you still hold each other in high regard. You yeah. still you want it. Like you look at this person and you still think that's the one for me. Well, I, I think that really comes down to respecting that person yeah. and valuing the person not so much what they can do for you, yeah. but but their well-being in general and having a healthy respect for what their sexual needs are mm-hmm. and 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 then all and them having that for you. Yeah. And each trying to be the right person for the other person. I I heard once somebody say marriage isn't 50-50, it's 100-100. Yeah. And we always try to live by that that, that. like we're Mm -hmm. both trying to do a hundred percent of our effort i think that's towards each other yeah uh uh-huh i'm giving you all i have all the time yeah i think that's you know the only right way i was thinking about you know when you watch like puppies playing like a pile of puppies Mm -hmm. and they're very they're playful they're tugging at each other's ears there i mean there is a there's a sexual component to it they're Uh licking each other they're whatever and I think playfulness is super important to intimacy, too. I think that humor and sex can really go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And that's some of the best. And I think that some people get really uptight about it. And some people are like, this is sex and sex is serious. You know? <laughs> and sex is not serious. It's supposed to be fun. You know, like and, and like I think people get caught up in, you know, are we like crude for a second but you know like these young relationships that you see well no i'm i'm just having sex with her you know like i'm Mm -hmm. just like you know whatever i'm just having sex with her versus the making love and the more like emotional connection piece of it versus just something really playful and humorous and light and i think you need all of those like i think in a in a healthy lasting strong ongoing relationship Sometimes you got to get down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really got to be lovemaking, intimacy, kind and sweet and whatever. That's where I think clear communication is really helpful because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, what are we doing here? Like, right. <laughs> kind of like when what? we were talking Today, about. Today, what's on the agenda? <laughs> right. Like when we were talking about like with friends, like, okay, so do you want the real answer or do you want me to just like affirm you and say what you want to hear? Right. So it's kind of like, so is this like super romantic connection night or are we just getting it done? Right. Like, tell exactly. me, just where are we? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or are we just going to lay in bed and laugh and, you know, even see if it gets done? Do you right. know what I mean? And I don't know. I think that being emotionally connected with someone is the only way that you can kind of know that, you know, when you can read each other and read each other's emotions and read each other's bodies and, you know, and know what you want at that time. And, I think that's ideal. And be vocal about what you want at that time. So even like while it's happening, be like, I need you to slow down. You know what I mean? Um I don't think that everyone is comfortable in that in general, like with themselves, I Mm -hmm. guess. And if you're not comfortable in that with yourself, you're certainly not going to be comfortable in that in a relationship. Well, uh, you know, I 
learned a while ago that I'm not nearly as good of an expert on other people's lives as I used to think I was. <laughs> you know, like I when um, you know, this is probably a taboo subject also, but along the topics of same sex marriage and same sex sexual relationships, mm-hmm. having a conversation with somebody who says, um, well, you can't produce children in same sex sexual relationships so therefore there's no there's no that's point. not natural right there's no point that's terrible and and i thought well okay so if you are beyond your childbearing years does that mean no more sex there's for no you more point. yeah mm-hmm. because if if reproduction is the only purpose of sex then once you hit beyond 50 no more sex for you that's like a very antiquated view i think i you thought know? so mm-hmm. And really because so. we know that there are other purposes for that than reproduction. Right. Absolutely. Everybody can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, online at Chrissy and Heather. Yeah. We spell Chrissy, C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Yep, that's right. And we want you to get into it with us online. We want to talk about sex online, too. Baby. <laughs> we want you to share us with your friends Oh, that sounds terrible. No. The topic that we're okay. talking about. Let's, let's just we clarify. We want you to share our podcast <laughs> With your friends. We are not up for sharing so, um, ourselves. <laughs> we, are, we are not available to you in that way. But we are available <laughs> to your friends for this excellent sex advice and conversation. So share us with your friends for sex advice. Not for just sex. <laughs> not for sex. No. We just only want to talk about it. Well, I mean... I only want to talk about it with our Facebook viewers. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm getting deep into a hole, so I'm yeah, just going to yeah, stop. Yeah. <laughs> so spend some time this week thinking about how you are intimate with your partner and what needs improvement. Do you need to play more? Do you need to get a little nasty? Do you need to make some sweet living? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want people to think about, you know, what that role is in their relationship and if it's being fulfilled. and. And I'd be curious to know what's, you know, this isn't necessarily something that people might want to talk about on Facebook, but something just to think about introspectively, what's your comfort level with talking about that with your partner? You know, if you're not satisfied with where things are sexually, do you feel like you can bring that up in a safe way? And, you know, how much does that weigh in to the long term goals and plans for your marriage or your relationship. Yeah, and how much are you talking about this with your friends, with your girlfriends, with your whatever, um, instead of your partner? Because sometimes I think that that is a thing that we do too, that we'll talk about it, you know, oh my God, so we're just not having enough sex and we'll tell our friend and we won't tell our person, you know. So until next time, um, have a little fun with that, folks. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) We will be back with you soon. Bye. Deep voice guy, how'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of you looking to increase your dosage, make sure to connect with The Chrissy and Heather Show on Facebook and Instagram.